0: hey y'all this is eric and you're listening to southeastern bowhunter podcast what's up guys eric here with southeastern bowhunter podcast and this is gonna be another truck talk tuesday episode um it was a great weekend what we're gonna do is cover my uh my past hunt this weekend a couple buddies hunts and go through a story on the buck that i killed this past weekend pickles who was one of my target bucks he um He's been on that property at least since I've gotten it. So only, you know, I've I've only known about this place for a year. I've only had this place for a year, and I'll be honest, man. Like I did not expect this this to go down the way that it did. Um, there's a lot to unwrap here. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to Pure Whitetail. If you, uh, I'm sure that you heard the ad, but they've got me on their field staff now. They're also a sponsor of this podcast, and I am so excited about that um also want to give a thank you to t-bone for coming on last week you know that was i've gotten so much good feedback from that honestly i am still so thankful that he did that uh i can't wait to have him back on and i hope that everybody learned a lot from it because i know that i did and so anyway let's get into it so pickles was a deer that i had pictures of last year uh late season and after season went out because where where that spot's at is um, it's in Jasper County. So there isn't any extended archery or anything like that. Um, he was daylighting pretty much every single day. And I was kind of, you know, I mean, he wasn't like as big, he was nowhere near as big as he is now, but, um, he, he was a good deer. I mean, for a first, for a first bow kill, in my opinion, any deer is a good deer. I just wanted to kill something bigger because I mean, I had, I had them there. So why not? Um, So moving forward, you know, I was watching Pickles all year. I watched him grow from just little velvet stubs to his full rack. And I mean, I've got pictures of him in full velvet right in front of the camera. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, he is 100% on the on the hit list. Um, he had a running buddy uh, named Bluey, who was another target buck of mine. And both of them, I you know, I said since. Since I saw what they were going to turn into, I, I was basically saying they're both on the hit list. Um, there's no doubt. I mean, they're both definitely big enough. They, uh, they would definitely be the biggest deer I've ever killed at, that, at this point. And so, you know, come season, they both were daylighting quite a bit. Um, Bluey shed his velvet before Pickles did. And, you know, he He looked smaller. But he was still bigger than any deer I've shot, so he, of course he was still going to be on the hit list. Now, does that mean that I'm going to just drop everything I'm doing and go after him now? Uh, after I shot Pickles, probably not. I'm probably going to wait to see what the rut brings in. Um, you know, if I see him again, it might be kind of hard to not shoot him. I guess it really just depends on what happens at my Rockdale property and what happens on public, and kind of just what what the deer are looking like. Because there's new deer coming in almost every day. Now, granted. Uh, bluey is still the biggest buck on that property that i've seen but the neighbor showed me a shed on saturday that Dwarfs bluey. So I know that there's good genetics. I know that there's big bucks that go back there And after that picture of rocky last year who Was the biggest buck i've seen on this property he 100% If he comes back, he's going to be bigger and he's going to be my top hit list buck um, but anyway so this past weekend Uh, Spartan Forge was saying it was going to be a transition area with very abnormal movement. Um, Basically, what that means is the deer are not going to be in their core area, and they're going to be moving at really weird times of the day. So they're not going to be – like you; they're a lot harder to pattern. And leading up to this, Pickles and Bluey both were still showing up after my first sit um, two weeks ago, but they never daylighted. The last time that Pickles had daylighted was – the day before season opener. And so of course, you know, season opener starts and I go in and I'm thinking all right, one of them is going to show up. I did see some bucks, they were pretty young, but you know, it it wasn't really anything to like freak out about, you know. And I saw a doe with some fawns. I'm I'm not going to shoot a doe that's got fawns with her. Even though the fawns barely had any spots, I'm still not going to do that cuz we found out there's a pack there was a pack of coyotes that came through uh beginning of this past week actually and so i'm like man you know even though i didn't know that at the time i still don't feel right shooting a doe that's got fawns with her so i wrote that sit off and the boys were still showing up um but then it it, they disappeared you know the middle of last week they disappeared for three days i had no pictures of them at all uh there was a new buck that came in who's a decent sized fork Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to shoot him, but unless it just gets desperate, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, he's a good size forky. I mean, I don't know. He would have been a cool buck to shoot first too, but as you all know by now, that's not what happened. So I'm not really expecting anything for Saturday. You know, I'm not really thinking anything's going to happen, but I'm going to go, um, just to see, you know, and the, and the, the strategy I used is it was an Easterly wind, or i'm sorry the wind was coming out of the east going west so the wind was perfect as long as no deer went behind me it was perfect and especially after what i tell you all in a minute it i don't even know how this happened but um yeah i'm not really expecting much you know maybe if a doe shows up i'll i'll give her the beans or something just to get some meat in the freezer get my first archery kill um and that was sort of the plan i just didn't really have any expectations The strategy was go in, I have a cell camera, um, so it lets me know if there's any deer in the area, or at least like in that field that I'm hunting, and so I I got there and I had to wait because there was a young buck in there and I didn't want to spook him off. Well, what, what was really weird about it is when I got there, so last weekend was a wet one for all of us, and some of my socks that I was wearing got just Drenched right so I put them in the bin that I use that I put all my hunting clothes in and I, I just forgot to take them out so I washed all my clothes that I was wearing that day but never washed those socks and I didn't realize those socks were in there and still damp so when I put my clean clothes in there and let it sit for a week I'm pretty sure y'all can kind of guess what happened my clothes stank and I didn't know that till the morning of my hunt um So I realized that as soon as I was putting them on, I was like, all right, well, it's not super strong, but it's, it's strong enough. If the wind swirls or a deer gets too close, they're going to smell me. Um, so what I did is I took my nose jammer and I took my, um, dead down wind spray and I just basically took a bath in all of that. I put all my clothes on, sprayed everything down like four or five times and then was like, all right, I'm good to go. It doesn't smell that much. I mean, just barely. And so then it was just me waiting on that buck to leave. And once he did, I walked in, didn't spook any deer out. I had a bag of deer candy with me, um, which is a roasted peanut and I think soybean with molasses mix that I've had really good success with. Now, especially since I'm on pure whitetails field staff, I'm going to switch over to um their product, which is basically the same thing. It's, it's called captivate. It's got the exact same ingredients for the most part. I think there's a couple little differences. I haven't really dove, dove into it. Um, but either way, I know it's going to work good. I know they have amazing products. Um, but anyway, so I go in, I put the feet out and then I slide into my ground blind and I keep thinking that I'm hearing deer around me, but again, it's really dark, so I can't see. So, you know, I do my, usual little prayer or whatever that I always do before the hunt starts and I just sit and I wait for the sun to come up well what happened was my right foot started getting a little a little tingly it was falling asleep on me just from the way that I was sitting and um I moved it just barely and I guess there was a deer behind me that heard that and I got blown at so I'm thinking great my day's done all the deer around here are gonna hear that but the good thing is I, stopped, I, I literally stopped moving. I froze as soon as that happened. I wasn't sure if it was the wind um, because at that point I could still smell myself a little bit and the wind was blowing behind me. And it's very possible that the mixture of my scent and that noise caused that doe to blow. Um, but I don't really know. And so anyway, the sun finally comes up. I've got everything set. I've got my release on. I have my new Victory V-Force Gamer 300 Spine Arrows. Um, with a 100 grain insert that t-bone recommended i get and the day before i was shooting them and they they were great they were flying perfect i had no more flight issues Um, i'm gonna be tinkering today probably with some uh fixed blades because i want to see how those work um even though the g5 mega meat did some serious damage which I'll, i'll get to that but anyway um everything's ready i'm set got my rangefinder in my left hand my release is on my right wrist I'm ready to go bow's in front of me everything is set and I can hear a deer coming up from the little hill that's um, in front of my ground blind a little bit to the right and I'm thinking all right, here we go I've got the feed out the wind is probably swirling a little bit because unless she just happened to be bedded close um, it did turn out to be a doe but she came running up that hill there was nothing behind her So the only thing that made sense to me was either she got busted out by somebody else, which I know no one was hunting there that morning on the neighbor's property. Um, or she just smelled it and she was like, you know what? I'm hungry. I'm going to go get some of this good stuff that I know is here. Um, so anyway, she comes out, she was a big doe too. I mean, she had to have been at least four, maybe five years old and I almost shot her, but I wanted to do my first two sits where I hold out just for the big bucks, um, and so I elected not to shoot her and I'm really thankful I did. Um, so she's feeding, she moves off, she goes behind me, whatever. I can hear her walk off and then nothing happens. I see a bunch of squirrels, see some birds, a couple crows, uh, and it's about eight 30 and I just don't see anything. I'm starting to lose hope. I'm starting to think, man, nothing's going to show up. Um, You know, so I'm, I'm just like kind of getting a little bummed out, but I'm going to wait. My plan was to sit till about 10 and if I didn't see anything, then whatever. But then I said, if that doe comes back or if another doe comes back that doesn't have fawns and I get a shot, I'm going to take it because I don't want to go a whole season without killing something. I just, I did that last year. I missed, um, I just don't want to do that. So that was kind of my plan. And before, you know, after after I made that plan, I bowed my head down and just decided to pray. And what I prayed about was and I guess I'll just tell y'all the exact prayer I said. I said, Lord, I know I should have taken that shot on that dough. Um, I know you gave me that opportunity and I didn't take it. You know, I you know you know what I'm after. It's like you know what I'm trying to get. If it's in your plan for these big bucks to show up and I can get either pickles or bluey I don't care which one please let them show up and if not that at least let a doe show up so I can actually put something in the freezer it's been it's been two years since I've killed a deer and I was getting that itch man so I prayed that and I'm not gonna get too preachy here but it works man prayer works I looked up and these two bruisers come walking up the hill just strutting their stuff acting like they own the place cuz they are the biggest bucks as far as i know on this property right now i mean they are they are running stuff there so i'm i'm instantly i see pickles he comes first it's always that way bluey was always behind pickles pickles walks up and the the way they came in was kind of weird they didn't just go straight to the feed they came in and i think they were scent checking um they kind of did like a half circle they went to my right stayed in the field but they went to my right and then went 10 yards in front of my blind didn't smell me didn't see me which is insane considering how hard my heart was beating and how much I must have probably been shaking but thankfully I was sitting down so I was and I was you know all blacked out so I was probably not not seeable um I had to control my breathing honestly I got really bad buck fever like it was worse than anything I've felt before. It was a, it was a great adrenaline jump. It, it, it was fun, you know, but it, it was pretty bad. So I see pickles. He walks up, does his little half, half circle. And then I see Bluey behind him. And when I tell y'all that these bucks were much bigger than I thought, um, they, they're not like booners, but I'm telling y'all they are, at least to me in my eyes, Uh, some of the biggest bucks I've ever seen body wise, the antlers were a lot thicker than I thought. Um, I really got a good look at them and I just, I had to, to get myself under control because I did not want to make a bad shot. I didn't want to make too much noise and spook them. To me, this was my only chance I was going to get at one of these deer. And uh, originally I was planning on shooting Bluey because he's a slick eight point. He's outside the ears. Um, but the cool thing about Pickles is He's actually a 10 point I thought he was 11 I looked up like how people score deer or whatever It turns out he's a 10 which is fine um, But he's got like a brow tine Or three brow tines that look like a trident um, And then he's got two Brow tines that look like I guess daggers or spikes You know it's it's really cool If you haven't seen the picture go look it up on um, Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast Facebook page Or our Instagram But He is probably the coolest deer I've ever seen. Um, But still, my plan was to shoot Bluey. And, you know, so they both turned broadside. But the problem is they're walking and they're so close, I know if I make a noise, they're going to spook and run off. So I'm keeping myself patient, trying to control my heart rate as much as I can so I don't freak out. And I go to move my bow ever so slowly, as slow as I can. Because they're feeding. Like, they're not going anywhere for a while. So as long as... As long as I don't make any noise, I think we're good. And uh so anyway, I put the bow or I pick the bow up, I go to to clip onto the D-loop, and I realize that Bluey is not turning. He is not gonna turn at all. He is facing me dead on. Pickles was quartered away, and I I had to make the decision, okay, which deer am I gonna shoot? Am I gonna hold out for Bluey to turn? Or am I gonna shoot pickles? Because I gave them a solid five minutes and nothing they kept in the exact same spot um and it was kind of funny every time i went to go draw back after i decided i was going to shoot pickles bluey would stick his head up and look in my direction now i was only drawing back when he couldn't see me i don't really know what it was if it was just coincidence or what the deal was but anyway i finally was able to draw back and i ranged them at 18 yards and I have my pin set at 15, 20, 30, 40. So I was kind of debating, okay, do I want to shoot with the 20 and shoot a little high? Or do I want to shoot with the 15 and shoot a little low? Um, that scenario made me question about getting a single pin sight. Because then I could be like dead accurate with my yardage. But anyway, that's, that's a whole nother podcast. Um, so I decided to go with my 20 pin. Because that's what I practice with the most. So I put my 20 pin. Now granted or remember Pickles is quartered away. Okay. So his right side is facing me and his left side is facing the woods. He's, he's facing uh, bluey. So 18 yards, I put the 20 pin on him a little low and I draw back and I just go through the motion, control my breathing and shot went off and it hit. I, I think I pulled the shot a little bit just because of how nervous I was. Um, but it was still a good shot. Again, quartering away shot with that mega meat. He, you know, it it went behind like his third or fourth last rib, and just complete. I mean it it didn't pass through. I wasn't happy about that, but it didn't pass through. Again, it was a weird shot, so I'm not really shocked. What I, what I found out ended up happening was it embedded in the offside shoulder. Um, but as soon as I shot, I saw blood just sparting out. So I knew, I knew that it was a good shot. Um, I knew he was going to go down and, and everything. So after the shot goes off and I see them run off, I see what direction he goes. I literally start shaking the worst case of buck fever I've ever had that adrenaline dump after I shot was ridiculous. Like I called my wife and I just, I had to catch my breath. I almost couldn't even talk because of how amped up I was. And I told her, I was like, I just shot Pickles. It looked a little far back and high, but I'm pretty sure that it's a good shot. He was quartered away. I told her all this stuff. I was like, I saw blood. I'm not, I haven't gotten out of the ground blind yet. I, I'm giving him some time. So after I made the call, um, I got out. I call a couple of my buddies and I tell them, hey, just shot Pickles. I ha- I didn't hear him crash. I don't know where he went, but I know that he's going to be dead because the shot was good I mean it it was good enough I could tell when I saw the blood that it was definitely you know at least a lung and heart or maybe double lung or something right so uh I get out I find blood I put one of my knives down to mark where I saw last or the first blood and then I walk out and I want to give you know because I'm I'm kind of afraid that I might maybe somehow got a gut shot even though I saw the the bright red blood coming out I didn't want to push him I did not want to take that chance, especially on a deer like this, I did not want to take that chance. So I uh, I go out, call Gramps, let him know. they already left. so you know, I wasn't gonna ask him to help me drag it out, but I wanted them to be there. and you know unfortunately they were gone, but it's fine. they had stuff to do. I get it. So I call my their neighbor Robert, who hunts next door. Um, he's the one that I mentioned in the last episode with T-Bone. He's a great dude. And he he was like, yeah, man, come on over, come tell me everything that happened, come meet the family, you know, I'll help you drag him out if you want. I called Josh Chriswell too, asked him to uh, come out. He wanted to see the deer. I told him everything that happened. He was like, I'll be there in an hour. And so I go over to Robert's place and we're hanging out, and I'm I'm finally calming down a little bit. And I think an hour passes by, or an hour and a half, and I was like, all right, he's he's had to have been, you know, because I checked the blood and the blood looked fine. It was bright red, bubbles in it. You know, I probably could have gone in a lot sooner, but I, I really on a deer like this. I wanted to have somebody else with me just in case, you know, just to sort of be a second pair of eyes. And, uh, so anyway, Robert gets on his four wheeler. I go up to where I saw la or first blood and I don't even have to walk in the woods because Robert went by the creek. He told me, he was like, look, every deer I've shot on this property, they always go to that creek because there's a creek in the back of the property between mine and Robert's spots. And he said every time he shot a deer, that's where they go. And sure enough, I get up to the wood line and I hear him say, we found him. So I drop my bow. I drop everything. And I, I go running through the woods. Like I got covered in so many spider webs, it wasn't even funny. And I, I run down and there he was. He was piled up. I looked at the shot. The shot was good. Like I said, it, it uh, went at the back of the ribs went and embedded in the um, offside shoulder. And what I found out too when I when I gutted him was it completely shredded one of his lungs and went through the other one. And then got embedded in the offside shoulder. Um I couldn't believe it. I mean I was picking pieces of lung out, you know, when I was gutting him because it just it was gone. And he only went 75 yards. He had to have been dead for at least an hour. And, I mean, yeah, he was bloated, which sucked gutting him, but it is it is what it is. Um, but, anyway, I was I was freaking out, man. I mean, it's the biggest buck I've ever killed. I never thought that he was a 10-pointer. I always thought he was just like a, a mainframe 7 with maybe some trash on the bottom. He still had some velvet on his tines, which was pretty cool. And, I mean, it, it was just great having my buddies there. Josh showed up a few minutes after I found him. And... We gutted him and got him out of there on uh Robert's four-wheeler. He was nice enough to get his four wheeler with a trailer and we just drove him out of there and that was it. And uh so then I took him, I took a bunch of pictures with him. Um and I took him up to Newburn Taxidermy to get him processed and I'm getting a wall mount with him. Uh that's the taxidermist that Jay Maxwell uses, which that's a good time to bring it up. Jay Maxwell is gonna be coming on um in the next couple of weeks. He and I've already talked about it. I just have to figure out a date and we're gonna make it happen. I've got a a couple other guests coming on. Um so yeah, things are rolling, man. And this deer honestly has changed my life. I mean he's not like I said, he's not a booner. I'm hoping he's Pope and young. Um but he's he's the biggest deer I've ever killed. So I'm I can't thank God enough for giving me that deer for once again showing that he's you know a part of all this and it, it's just crazy man I lost so much sleep there was nothing that could take me down that day honestly um, and especially with that deer being my first bow kill it kind of just cemented the fact that I'm doing what I need to do you know yeah there's things I can improve on um, I'm going to be seeing if I can get the Q80 Exodus to shoot right with my new arrows and if I can that's probably going to be the broadhead I use from now on as much as I love the mega Meat, the blades were bent um, but they didn't break. And I, I mean, you know, it, the broadhead's fine. I already replaced the blades and it's ready to go. I just, I really want to see what the Exodus does. Um, and then I'll pretty much decide on what I'm actually going to stick with. JD killed his first bow buck or his first bow deer ever on uh Saturday night. And then he also killed a doe both with the Exodus. And he said they didn't go, but 60 yards. Uh, he made a great shot. He definitely redeemed himself from the first weekend, which we all make mistakes. It happens. I'm not knocking him whatsoever. I'm extremely happy for him. He's, uh, he's a good dude, and he deserves those two deer for sure. And he's on some big bucks, too. He, he's he got one that's easily 150s. So if he keeps showing up, dude, that's going to be a killer deer. Um, also, a shout-out for Paul Sinterground. He killed a nice buck on, on Sunday afternoon. Um First buck of the year for him. I think it's actually the first first buck in a while, if I remember what he told me right. But um, yeah, man, this weekend deer were just dropping. My buddy Thor killed a good deer. Um, my buddy um Cole killed a nice deer last night. I mean, dude, it I don't know what's going on in the woods right now, but these deer (laughs) they're making a lot of mistakes. And uh so the goal really is you know to kind of wait out this spot. If I'm not gonna hunt it this weekend, I'm gonna go hunt my in-laws. Um, you know, if uh, if Bluey deci- oh my god, sorry if Bluey decides to stick around and the rut comes and I don't really see anything that's bigger but he's still in the area I may try to get him during the rut I may try to get him late season that's only if these Rockdale bucks don't show up in daylight and I don't get any shots because over my in-laws place I've found three Pope and Young bucks technically probably four that are even bigger than Pickles was And that's not to make Pickles sound smaller Because I'm not doing that But I would I would Be so happy to get one of these deer um, One of them is actually a buck Two of them actually are bucks from last year uh, One is named Max Because he's pretty wide And then another one's named Nugget Because Well really the reason I named him Nugget last year Was because he just had a huge body His rack wasn't all that impressive But he still would have been a good buck But now it's all of it His rack's much bigger. His body's still huge. Um, I haven't seen Chicken Little or Squiggles in the past month. Um, But, you know, I'm not really surprised. Those deer come in and out like it's a revolving door. So the plan is to go hit there this weekend and see what shows up. And I mean, it's just a good time to be in the woods. It really, really is. Um, I'm gonna get some stuff from Pure Whitetail and try that out. Like I said in the ad, I'm really interested in their um, – those scent time-releasing beads. Um, then the Captivate uh, feed that they've got, I plan on using that. I mean there – I'm honestly on a mountain right now, and I know that there's going to be lows. I know that, you know, I could probably not kill another deer the whole season. But honestly, if that happens, it's fine because I just killed the biggest buck of my life so far this past weekend. And so there's going to be meat in the freezer he's he should be done hopefully by the middle of next year or the beginning of season next year and who knows maybe i'll have another buck i can add with him up there at at newburn if not then you know it is what it is but there's a lot of potential and the rut hasn't even started yet they haven't even started pre-rutting so you know it's it's literally going to be the third weekend of season and we already got a big buck on the ground you know it i don't know what god's plan is for everybody um, I don't know what his plan is for me, but I'll tell y'all what so far I have been so thankful for everything he's done. Um, and it, like I said, if I don't get anything else the rest of the year, it's fine, it is what it is. That's that it's called hunting, not killing. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much a wrap. Um, like I said, lots to look forward to up at the Rockdale spot. Um, there's good bucks up there. Hopefully, Max or Nugget show up. I'd really like Chicken Little show up. I mean, it's just—I don't know what's going to happen. It looks like it's going to be a core area, normal movement this weekend, with uh, east to southeast wind. So the wind's going to be fine. It's going to be good. Um, going to be hunting out of a tree stand, not the ground blind. So that's going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, so I'll uh, probably post an update on whether I'm going to be using the Exodus or Mega Meat. Um, either broadhead is amazing and you can't go wrong with either one so thank y'all for listening and look forward to that episode with jay maxwell it should be coming out within within the next month i know i gotta get paul on i gotta get jd back on thor's coming on josh still needs to do his episode and i'm gonna be reaching out i got cineground outdoors they're gonna be coming on i mean there's i'm there's so many things going on right now that i don't even know how i'm gonna get all get it all out as quickly as possible we'll make it happen But, um, yeah, that's a wrap on Truck Talk Tuesdays. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast. Go give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and our YouTube channel.